turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Joining me now, Patrick O'Hare, briefing.com. It's the first source that I turn to every morning when I want to catch up on what's happening in the markets. Mr. O'Hare, how are you? Good morning, Rob. I'm doing fine. Thank you. Let me start with an odd question for you, Um my news station that I work at, Cron TV in San Francisco, uh-huh. uh, we have a reporter named Gabe Slate who's a tech reporter, and he's started a three-week-long series of what's, why tech is slowing down and how tech is slowing down and what it looks like that tech is slowing down. Is that a sign that things are slowing down in tech, or is that a sign that it's now time to be buying tech because media has finally caught up to the story? Well, I'm wondering if his if his focus is on um, those leading technology names, Facebook, Alphabet, um, you know, Netflix, and Amazon.com. <laughs> uh, and I say that only because I think that there's a risk we we run these days at um, at looking at the stocks of those companies uh, and then uh, basically assessing that that means you know the entire technology landscape is slowing down. Um, so I don't know where the focus of this report is. But nonetheless, those stocks have not done uh, spectacularly well here. Uh, but what everyone needs to keep in mind is that they had such a huge run um, last year and leading up to last year that I think you just have more of um, people taking stock of valuation and uh, the idea that expectations are so high and so that the risk-reward perhaps uh, over the near term is not as great as it once was. But having said that, I think you can argue uh, from uh, what we see in the broader economic landscape globally uh, that there's not a lot of confidence uh, in the business outlook. Uh, there's not a lot of investment taking place. And I think uh, because of those worries about uh, relatively weak levels of aggregate demand, uh, technology spending uh, you know, could be at risk of, a, of slowing down here. And we're certainly seeing that uh, on the um, – legacy PC side of the business, right? So there's been a technology transformation here where you're seeing less emphasis on buying desktop computers and laptops and more of an emphasis these days on buying smartphones uh, that can uh, pack a pretty good computing punch themselves. Do you want to talk a little uh, 21st century and how businesses have changed in the last 10, 20 years of working at briefing.com and does it make your job easier? to see the changes like, um, you know, what I see USA Today 
uh, buying the Tribune this week, uh, potentially picking up the LA Times, and just the massive change. I think Briefing does a really nice job of of encapsulating a lot of that through some of their columns. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, you know, I can I can say. Uh, you know, I have certainly benefited from the improved uh, technology. I mean, when I um, began in uh, my position at Briefing.com, you know, over 19 years ago, I literally was, you know, using a dial-up line uh, to, you know, to connect. So, uh, you know, in terms of the speed of of information uh, that I could get uh, at that point in time, uh, you know, was a vast improvement from what it was, you know, say two years before I even started. But, you know, when I look at where I started and, and kind of how quickly and instantaneously I can get data downloaded today, um, uh, it, it's amazing, as well as the, the various resources available to me. It's not just a newspaper and a TV. It's, you know, social media as well uh, as any number of uh, data-driven uh, platforms like the Bloomberg Terminal and fact sets and Thomson Reuters and, and things of, of those nature. But uh, there's no question that, um, you know, my job has been made easier and I've been more productive with the advancements in technology um, over the last 19 years. Is globalization and technology improvements good for the world economy, or do you think it's causing massive disruptions that are bad for the overall world economy? Because... Yeah. Um, let's face it, we, robots um, take away jobs. Um, <clears throat> you've recently heard Facebook talk about starting up, you know, automated uh, response chats so that, you know, mm-hmm. companies can interact with customers without actually paying someone to interact with customers. Right. Well, I think you're hitting the nail on the head there, Rob, in terms of what the, the core of this debate is, right? So globalization and technology have done some wonderful things for, for the broader landscape. It's helped, you know, keep prices down, you know, for consumers and businesses alike, because you now have some tremendous pricing transparency that you didn't have before. Um, You also have a a lot more competition, um, not just domestically, but, you know, international companies uh, competing with those domestic companies here, and that's helped keep, you know, uh, prices down, all things considered. Um, But to your very cogent point and one that is of, of you know, growing concern, I think, is that uh, while technology has allowed uh, employees to be more productive, um, it's also allowed for, you know, companies to replace human capital uh, with technological capital to get the jobs done. And, uh, you know, it's those advancements, you know, continue to be made. Um, so it could be detrimental. There, there's certainly some some disruptions, uh, you know, within the landscape, within the labor landscape from, um, you know, the advancements in technology. But, you know, out of that, there's always born opportunity. So what we may need to see happen is just a transformation of, you know, job skills um, where you, you know, ideally educate upcoming workers moving from more, you know, manual labor to more uh, of an emphasis on, say, you know, programming computers and um, more engineering emphasis, things like that. So there's always an opportunity in something that uh, is, is, you know, in the present time looked at as being destructive. 
people might have said that as well when you know from moving from that agrarian economy into the industrialized economy right and there's some tremendous advancements in uh, living standards that took place because of that but obviously a lot of you know agrarian workers were displaced with the industrial revolution and that has continued to you know move forward here so uh and uh you know I don't think anyone would disagree that you know uh, living standards today are, are far better than they were you know 100 years ago so um, it's going to be an interesting thing to watch, but there's, there's you know, benefits and, uh, and some disadvantages to, to every um, uh, major uh, change in terms of uh, technology that comes our way. On to the current markets. Uh, we're in earnings season, and we're seeing companies, like you noted in your page one today, some diverse non-tech companies do quite not quite well, but do well. Are you surprised how well the companies are doing, or is this part of that under-promise, over-deliver? Yeah, it's uh, it's the latter in my my view. You know, I think okay. when we say that they're doing well, well, they're they're doing well relative to what the expectation was. But you know, if you look at them, you know, uh, how they compared to the year ago period, you know, they're not doing so great. Um, but you know, this market is. You know, they call earnings season the silly season for a reason. You know, it finds a way to, to sort of rationalize the next move up uh, based on a headline that suggests that earnings were better than expected. But uh, get what gets lost in that translation is that earnings were not good. They were just better than expected. Um, but, you know, that argument, again, is that a lot of that news is priced into the market ahead of time because the market is a forward-looking entity. Uh, I I took some exception to that in my earnings preview for this first quarter reporting period. But clearly what we're seeing right now, though, is a market that has its sights set on the second half of the year and a belief that that's, uh, that you're going to see much better economic and earnings growth, driven in large part by the weakening in the dollar we've seen, uh, as well as the jump in oil prices and uh, ideally this hope for a pickup in, uh, in end demand as you know, labor market strengthens and hopefully incomes increase and uh, consumers feel better about spending some of that money. I know you're not saying the sky is falling, but haven't we been saying we look for the second half of the year, I want to say for at least three years in a row, <laughs> and second half of the year is kind of delivered, kind of. Yeah, well, what I've uh, have written for many years now, I'll take it back even further. I, I feel like ever since we bottomed in March 2009 that the, the outlook six months from whatever period you're talking about is always better, right, in this market's okay. mind. No matter what's going on, it's always looking for a basis to rationalize why things are going to be better, and you keep coming back to that great safety net of central bank stimulus. Uh, that's what the market seems to end up uh, riding on to uh, to overlook uh, all signs, all all kinds of disappointing economic data or earnings news. Um, you know, eventually, I guess if you are willing to hold out long enough, you might you might get it. Um, but the question is when it actually will avail itself. Um, and right now, despite these better than expected first quarter earnings, uh, the second quarter earnings estimate has come down since the start of the reporting period. Right. So now we're looking for a 4.2 percent decline in second quarter earnings, according to S&P Capital IQ versus a decline of just 2.8% when the reporting period began. So, um, you know, so we'll see what happens. But uh, for the full year, we're not looking uh, – there's basically no growth expected in spite of what we're starting to hear better first quarter earnings. Thanks for working with me on this one. Um, you answered my questions beautifully, and some of them had curves in them, so I appreciate it. Sure thing, Rob. Thank Mr. you. Pat- 
you're welcome. It's Mr. Patrick O'Hare. You can find him at briefing.com. He writes every day. He writes a big piece once a week, maybe sometimes twice a week. Um, there's nothing like briefing.com as far as market data on the fly. Uh, they do a great job of showing you what's in play uh, with their live in play section. I think they do a very, very nice job summing up earnings. So today after Apple reports, uh, you'll get a lot of information at briefing.com. Yeah, you still have to sleep with the airport line out.